Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dot com. WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan is live and local on Sunday morning. And if you're thinking this is another show talking about gambling and fantasy football rosters, you'd be 100% correct. Will you teach me to football? This This is On the Money with Scotty Vegas and Dave Biddle. Here we'll teach you to football. Sponsored by Mobile Center, taking care of all your cellular needs. Mobile Center is now part of the 5GT mobile network. And Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Welcome to On the Money. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scott Prokop. We, of course, like to call him Scotty Vegas. We have producer Bodie Wells at the controls. This is a show about fantasy football and sports gambling and football in general. Scotty Vegas, my friend, how you doing this morning? I'm good, and this is why sports are so great, Dave. This last week, I have gone through such a roller coaster of emotions in the last seven days, right? From miserable last Saturday, losing to Michigan obviously was devastating, and then Sunday, I, I hit a nice parlay. I watched your your Bengals. I was excited for your Bengals to to get a huge win. Uh, so I was I was back up on Sunday, and then uh, the the OSU. Duke basketball game. I mean, I, I, amazing on Tuesday night. So I was frustrated for the first 30 minutes of that game and then in love the last 10 minutes, ended up running on the court, jumping up and down and, and going crazy. And then I went back to a, a dark place yesterday watching Michigan win a Big Ten championship. Very well said. Yeah, I, I woke up Sunday morning and, uh, you know, or even after we did the show uh, last week, still just in doldrums. And then seeing the Bengals sweep the Steelers and really put it on them, I was like, wow, what a bizarro world we're living in where Michigan beats Ohio State and the Bengals sweep the Steelers in, in dominant fashion. And then you're right, the, the Ohio State went over Duke. Buckeyes down by 15, Duke number one in the country. The shot was rocking. Um, man, that was a lot of fun. And then yesterday, I'm thinking, oh, I really don't feel like Iowa has much of a chance, but maybe they can keep it close. You never know what can happen, and Michigan blows the doors off of them. We're going to get into all of that. If you're on the Twitter machine, give us a follow, at OnTheMoney971, at OnTheMoney971 on Twitter. Our top story, so it looks like the college football playoff appears set. We're going to find out today, a little past noon. Usually it comes out about 1210, 12.15. Usually we're sitting there to see where Ohio State is at, not this year. And it looks like it's look, looks like it's set to me. Now, there is some debate if it's going to be Bama or Michigan number one. I think it'll be Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati in that order. I don't think the committee wants a Bama-Georgia rematch right away. We'll see, though. I mean, 
Michigan could be number one, but I think it'll be Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. Regardless, those are going to be the four teams. I'm with you 100%. You know what, Dave? You know, we went into yesterday thinking, oh, there could be some absolute chaos. And, and we have no idea how this selection committee is going to figure all this out. If, if Oklahoma State had won, uh, you know, you had that and you had Alabama pulling off the upset win yesterday. There were so many question marks and it was like, okay, this could be the year that the committee really has a hard time and we have no idea what to expect. But we sit here on Sunday morning, couple hours till selection time. And and we know the four teams, and I think we probably know the order, too. So it just, it, for some reason, it always seems to work out uh, that the selection, selection day isn't as dramatic as we think it'll be leading up to it. Do we need expansion? And if so, how many teams? I say yes. I, 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 and I know you disagree with me. I say yes, and I say 12. I say uh. 12. And the reason why is yesterday was, was a lot of fun, right? We, we had a lot of these interesting games and, and the Baylor and Oklahoma State game was, was interesting, but ultimately, uh, it didn't really matter, right? That, that game didn't matter because the team's not going to make the playoff. And, and looking at Friday night's game where Utah is a team that's really hot right now. Ohio State's going to see them, uh, here in about a month, but Utah is a team that I would like to see them have a shot in a 12-team playoff. So all these conference championship games, uh, a lot of them didn't matter uh, because they're not, they, they didn't have a chance to make the playoffs. I think in an expansion, it would make not only this weekend, this last weekend, a lot more fun, but then in two weeks, we'd be looking at more big games. Now we have to wait a month and we only have two big games left. So yeah, to me, I want expansion, Dave. I want to keep it at four, but if it does expand, and it will because of money, it'll eventually expand. I have no doubt about that. I think it should be eight, not 12. Here's why. Basically, even right now with four, I mean, the conference championship games basically serve as the quarterfinals pretty much. Now, eight, I'd be okay with that. You could have the five conference champs and then three at large. And so this year, the two teams that'd be in that wouldn't be in normally if you just had the top eight would be Utah, who I think might be ranked 10th. I doubt they're going to crack the top eight. And then, of course, Pitt. You know, but, you know, it'd be fun. Have the five conference champions and then three at large. Here's the thing. If you're like 12th in the country, I just feel like you don't deserve to get in. I don't think you'd really deserve to get in if you're eighth. Um, I like that every game matters in college football. And yeah, you can slip up once, but you better not slip up twice. And if you slip up three times, you have absolutely no chance. Yeah, I think what I like about the idea of 12 is there's a lot of layers to it. So uh, you would have the top four teams would get a buy. So there would be the incentive to stay in the top four. And then there would be an incentive uh, because what they're talking about is there would be conference. Uh, there would be games at home stadiums, at, at college campuses, which I think would be a lot of fun if you had playoff games on college campuses. But but there would be that advantage to being seated five through eight as well, because you would get to host a game. And how fun would that be? Uh, there, there'd be a lot of fun matchups, in my opinion. Now, to me, this college football, we, we, we were, we're down to a semifinal, and then the rest of the games, just uh, the rest of the bowl games, Dave, just really don't matter to me. You know, I know there will be some people excited for this Rose Bowl matchup, Ohio State and Utah. I'm not one of them, Dave. Utah will be excited. They'll, they'll be one of those people that are excited. That's the thing, man. And, and if you're an Ohio State fan, I, when the game is going on, it's going to feel like any other Ohio State game. You're going to be into it. I remember thinking in 96 when they blew 
uh, the Michigan game, the spring slips game. They would have been national champs that year. They go to the Rose Bowl, and I'm thinking, I don't care about this Rose Bowl, Arizona State. And when the game starts, David Boston gets an early touchdown. I'm like going crazy. And then he also got a late touchdown, by the way, as we all know, um, uh, to win the game. So when the game happens, everybody who's a Buckeye fan is going to be all in. But to your point, leading up to it, it's a consolation game, which is crazy to say about the Rose Bowl. And for the listeners out there, it's not official yet. It's quote-unquote official. We're going to find out today around 2.30. We're also going to meet with Ryan Day over at Ohio State, the media will, at 3 o'clock. Um, going to air, be airing that live here on 97.1 The Fan. Um, going to be very interesting to see what Coach Day says. This will be his first time meeting with the media since the post-game press conference in Ann Arbor. You know how those are. Scattered. Five minutes. It's not. A, it's just. This will be his first time really facing the music, and it's gonna be interesting to see what what he talks about. We're gonna get into all that. One more thing before we move on, though, about college football. Notre Dame and Bodie. I want you to chime in on this since these are your boys. Does it hurt them not being in a conference? I know this year it certainly does because if they would have played in the ACC championship game, they would have beat Pitt or whoever, Wake Forest, whoever they would have played, and looked good doing it. You could make the argument that they could have jumped Cincinnati, but Cincinnati beat them, and Cincinnati was undefeated. So Notre Dame probably still wouldn't have made it because they did lose head-to-head to Cincinnati. But Bodie, it certainly would have helped their cause if they played in a championship game yesterday and won. What do you think about that? Should Notre Dame, do they need to join a conference to help them with the playoffs? So I know this is a hot take that happens Every single year on this exact weekend, because (laughs) most of the time, credit to our now former coach, Brian Kelly, he's gotten Notre Dame to a point where most of the time we hit this weekend, Notre Dame's right in the conversation of being in or right on the outside looking in. I don't, my super hot Stephen A. Smith, like hot take with this is like, I really don't think it matters that much. And I say that because there's years like uh, 2018 or last year in 2020, where they went, well, 2020 was weird because they played Clemson and the ACC because they were in the ACC. But let's look at 2018. They went 12-0. and They were in. Guaranteed, done, set. They didn't have to play on conference championship weekend because they got in. If they had played somebody like a Clemson and lost, they probably could have fell out. This year, because they went 11-1 and and they had that one loss to Cincinnati, I actually don't think they would have made it in regardless because they would have played in just an okay pit or Wake Forest. But let's say they played somebody like Clemson, who was at rank, you know, if Clemson was a little bit better this season, then they could have gotten in. So, like, I know, like, that's long story short. I don't think it really matters that much because I think some years it could hurt them if they go 12 and 0 in the regular season. Some years it could help them. It's just kind of, I don't, I, the one thing I can't stand is how we get to this weekend every year, though. It's like Notre Dame has to be in because the blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like, some years it would help, some years it would hurt. It's really just kind of a, Depends on the season. I think he makes a good point, Scotty. I concur. Get in a damn conference, Notre Dame and Bodie. (laughs) I hate it. I hate that they're not in a conference. No, I I get your point. Some years it works. Some years it doesn't. I still want to see Notre Dame in a conference. I thought it was fun last year seeing Notre Dame play in a conference championship game. So, yeah, to to your point, though, this year it probably would have helped them previously not helped them so it's a year-to-year thing yeah i i I don't think they would have got in just because it's cincinnati and they lost a head-to-head in south bend what by 14 didn't cincinnati beat them by 14 it was definitely it was 11 yeah 24 13 11 and to me like as much as i love notre dame as much as i honest not that i care about cincinnati so if there's cincinnati fans listening don't hate me i wanted you guys to lose yesterday because of my own purpose nothing against luke fick or anything of course but like once you lose at home to a Cincinnati team, a very good but beatable Cincinnati team, I- I'm just not going to be pounding the table for Notre Dame to get in. You played a team at home that you should have been able to beat and you lost to them. Then you lose your kind of argument at that point. And at that point, I'm okay. As a Notre Dame fan, I accept the fact that we're not in a conference. And once we lose a game like that, 
that we kind of like we know our fate, so to speak. Like we've kind of like uh, made our bed. We got to sleep in it now. Well, let's talk about teams that are in conferences. Uh, yeah. cha- championship Saturday in college football yesterday. All right, let's go down the let's go down the uh, ledger here. Big Ten, Michigan forty two, Iowa three. I mean, Iowa's offense is even more dreadful than I thought. This is what happens when you hire your kid as your offensive coordinator. Kirk Ferentz has his son as the offensive coordinator. They're just dreadful. SEC, Alabama 41, Georgia 24, American Cincinnati 35, Houston 20, Big 12, Baylor 21, Okie State 16, ACC Pitt 45, Wake 21, and then on Friday, the Pac-12 championship game with Utah 38, Oregon 10. Scotty, did you bet anything, and how did you do? Of course I bet. I bet uh, I bet almost <laughs> all of these games. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a funny weekend in the fact that early on, uh, you know, looking at these this Baylor uh beating Oklahoma State you know that kind of set up the day like okay there's these teams out there because Oklahoma State if they had won likely would have been one of those teams in or at, at the very least in the conversation of is it Cincinnati or is it Oklahoma State today um but the fact is, I mean, that was, that ended up being a crazy game that came down to the last play where, uh, where Oklahoma State was stopped literally a half yard short of winning that game yes. and probably getting into the playoffs. How fun was that? Um, what was not fun was the fact that Alabama again, Alabama again wins the SEC championship game. It's, it's, it's amazing. We talked all year about how amazing this Georgia defense looks, right? And Alabama did whatever they wanted in that game yesterday against Georgia. And now it sets up the, this, this potential playoff matchup where you've got Georgia and Michigan. And I'll tell you what, a a week ago I would have said, Oh, there's no way Michigan is going to beat Georgia this year. And now Dave, I almost think. I'm almost 50-50 on who wins that game because Michigan is trending in the right direction and Georgia just got exposed big time yesterday. Give Michigan credit. They look really good. I mean, I just said Iowa's offense is terrible, and it is. You probably shouldn't have your kid as your offensive coordinator if you're at a major program or a pseudo-major program, um, but you got to give Michigan credit. I, I thought they'd be a 7-5 and five team this year. Look at them. They're 12-1 and one and in the playoffs of Big Ten champs. you got to tip your cap to them. You have to. I think Ohio State's going to take it to him next year, and they've kind of poked the bear. By kind of, I mean a lot. They've poked the bear um, with some of their comments. But, um, hey, credit goes to Michigan. Um, so we talked about Ohio State. They are headed to the Rose Bowl, looks like, most likely. What are your thoughts on this matchup? What do we think the spread will be? Boy, I'll tell you, after watching what Utah has done the last few weeks, and they have absolutely uh, been very impressive. If you haven't been watching any Pac-12 football, uh, Utah is playing really well. Number one, this is going to be their first ever Rose Bowl game. And so you and I have talked about how these bowl games are so much about motivation. And you know what? There's a team that's going to be really, really excited and motivated to be there in Utah. And this is a team that has beaten Oregon twice by a combined score of 76 to 17. Two times, two games, 76 to 17 over Oregon, a team that, uh, as we know, beat Ohio State this year. So to me, I think... This is a dangerous opponent. It's so hard to guess a spread, Dave, because we don't know who's going to play in the game, right? It, th- I think the big question is maybe Garrett Wilson. Will Chris Olave play in this game? So it's hard to throw a spread out there. I, if I had to say, let's say everybody is playing in it. Let's say, then I think you're probably looking at Ohio State, maybe minus 
six or so, but I don't think everyone's playing for Ohio State. Do you have anything you can share on that? Yeah, if, if you're a Buckeye fan out there, or, or if you're a Ute fan, don't expect to see Garrett Wilson in this game, from what I've been told. It's not official. I don't know what Coach Day will say about that today, if anything. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, we'll uh, speak with Coach Day at 3 p.m. today. You can hear his press conference right here on 97.1 The Fan. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be surprised. Let's just put it this way. I'll be surprised if Garrett Wilson uh, plays uh, for the Buckeyes in the Rose Bowl. And you know what? If that happens... I don't fault him at all for that. No, I mean, no. think about all, all the things we were talking about before the show. I mean, you know, Jalen Smith, even though Jalen Smith had actually worked out well for him because he got that second contract. He's a very wealthy man. How about Jake Butt? Jake Butt was was projected as like a late first, early second round pick played in that. Uh, was it the Orange Bowl for Michigan? Yeah, I think it was the Orange Bowl, um, I believe, against Florida State. And, you know, Torres ACL fell all the way to the fifth or sixth round and then got hurt again and just never got that second contract. Even his rookie contract wasn't that much money, relatively speaking. Um, we're going to see more and more of that. That 2015 season, Fiesta Bowl, it was really, I guess, technically 2016. It's crazy. We we're also talking about all the guys that played in that game that, Today wouldn't have. I mean, Zeke. Think about all the guys that was their last game. Zeke, um, Joey Bosa, who I think intentionally got uh, thrown out of that game <laughs> with the targeting. All the other guys that played in that game that, you know, in, in today's game probably wouldn't have. Go well, ahead. Well, and a great example is just yesterday, right? Alabama star wide receiver, John Mechie. He, he suffers. Uh, the, the, uh, it's not, I don't think it's official yet, but it sounds like he probably tore his ACL yesterday in the game. So this could happen at any point you know you, you throw in a bowl game that could happen to someone who's expected to be a first round pick and and that's a killer right so it's risky and so in a game like that that you're not playing for a national title or, or a playoff it makes sense we'll talk a lot more about college football throughout the show but up next we're going to take a look we're going to take a look at news and injuries that are affecting fantasy football that's up next on the money 97.1 the fan we are everywhere on your radio, online, the fan app, Alexa, and behind you in your car right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The fan, Ohio sports destination. On the money, 97.1, the fan. I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Scotty Vegas. Let's get into news and notes that are affecting fantasy football. Week 13 in the NFL is upon us. Teams on a bye. Cleveland Browns, the Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers. Only one more week of buys after this one. That's always welcome news for fantasy owners. All right, let's get into some of the guys that um, are affected this week. Debo Samuel out one to two games at least for the Niners with a groin strain. Um, the doctor, a uh, uh, lady who does a great piece every week for The Athletic, thinks it could be a little longer than a week or two. That is... Terrible news for Debo Samuel owners. He's having an amazing year. Um, Brandon Ayuk, though, if you're a Brandon Ayuk owner, I think he's going to ramp up his production, and he's been pretty good this year anyway. Yeah, he, he's inconsistent, though. And this is a 49ers team and offense that is playing a lot better over the last few weeks. So now they're 6-5. and five. They play the Seahawks today. Um, so that's a loss for them. And, and you know, Debo uh, has had a fantastic year. So anybody who has him in fantasy, that's a tough loss. 
Another tough loss. Dalvin Cook out at least two weeks. Could be longer with that shoulder injury. Alexander Alexander Madison is the man. Hopefully, if you have Cook, you have Madison. Oh, so Madison is a fantastic play in, in daily fantasy today, in my opinion. First off, they're going up against the Lions. Um, but in the two games where Cook has been out this year, Madison is averaging 25 carries a game. So he is going to be that workhorse running back. Uh, average 112 yards per game in those two. So while Cook is out. Madison is absolutely the play. His name is Alexander Madison. The room where it happens. All right, here we go. Darren (laughs) Waller out one to two weeks with a knee injury. Again, another injury that could be longer than that. Foster Moreau to start for the Raiders. He had to start one other game this year and had like 10 targets, had six receptions and a touchdown. I picked up Moreau in the fantasy league that you and I are in. I didn't have Waller. I just needed to tie it in. I was glad that Moreau was still out there. So if you had Waller, hopefully you're able to pick up Foster Moreau for the Raiders. Yeah, and you know, if you're like me, I kind of stream tight ends. So, you know, I go basically based on matchups and how things are looking. Because if you don't have one of those top three, top four, top tight ends, uh, then you start looking at the waiver wire week to week for who to pick up. And, and that he is a good option this week. This is something we should talk about more. I, I, I like the different fantasy formats. I'm not saying the way I do it in, in the league that I'm the commission is right. It's just different. And I like being in, in different formats the only one that i'm in that you pay for your waiver pickup so it's really harder to stream is the league that i run you pay five dollars per pickup so if you want to stream go for it you're gonna be paying a lot of money at the end of the year but i also like the leagues where i don't have to do that i like mixing it up what are your thoughts on because streaming is such a thing you start putting a tax on that that real first and and not only are you putting a tax on it so people can't stream as much at the end of the year whoever is the points champion has the most points who not that's half the time. That's not the person who wins the league. They get all the money in the waiver kitty. What do you think about that rule? I like the fact that you put money on picking up players. I, I really do. I didn't, and it's five dollars pickup. I didn't realize it was that expensive. What am I doing spending all this money? Uh, but no, here's here's the fact of, of this league is you and I are in first place in this league. So I'm willing to throw the five dollar into the kitty uh, for for a pickup right now. Now, if I was in seventh, eighth, ninth, screw it. I'm not. I'm not spending five dollars to maybe help somebody else uh in in the in the fantasy league so i like the format a lot i I think you should actually do that uh maybe you know maybe limit it so like if you're if you're doing you're you're paying a hundred dollars in waiver wire pickups that's frustrating um but i i've been streaming defenses and tight ends not knowing i was paying five dollars each time so you want like a season pass you know like an unlimited like you pay a hundred dollars i guess like all you can eat type thing maybe we'll take the hey it's a democracy in my league seriously everything is up for vote every year we can put that up for vote next year one more thing speaking of our fantasy leagues so you and I are going head-to-head for first place right now, and I keep following your scores. And last week, you won by one-tenth of a point. One-tenth of a point. Less on, than one-tenth of a point. Yes. So that's basically <laughs> one yard. One yard by a running back or one catch. by. It, it was so frustrating. I was looking at it, staring at it, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a full quarter to go, and I forget the tight end you were going up against on Monday Night Football. Oh, it was Mark Andrews. You were going up against Mark Andrews, and he had like a 45-yard catch. And I was like, if that had been a 46-yard catch, you would have lost. And I think that was like in the second quarter or something. And then, he, and then he gets shut out for the rest of the game. That was incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yes, when you, when you have to go to the hundredth of a point. Oh, oh that's... 
I needed you to lose. Oh, I love it. I love. It. Hey, at least it was a doubleheader league, so I did lose my other one. Now, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, DeAndre Swift out at least one game with the shoulder injury for the Lions. Jamal Williams is the back you want there, of course. That's another one that could be longer than just a week. That, was, that looked pretty bad there on Thanksgiving, both Darren Waller and DeAndre Swift getting hurt on Thanksgiving. Uh, good news for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins expected to play today against the Bears. And one more, Antonio Brown. The saga continues, suspended three games for his fake vaccination card. Now, he shouldn't have used the name McLovin on it, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know what? We've got jokes. Uh, Honestly, Antonio Brown, I I can't believe this is only a three-game suspension. For all of the protocols and all the deals that all these players have to go through with this, for Antonio Brown to submit a fake vaccination card and it's only three games uh, to me if i were if i were tampa bay and i know that they're going for a super bowl, super bowl and they said previously that he has a zero tolerance policy i'd consider cutting him, cutting him over this i think this is absolutely ridiculous you know what it is it's because he's never been in trouble before he's like a first offender oh, yeah. that probably helped him here right no, seriously like how does he only get suspended three games he's been in trouble like for serious stuff not like the little minor stuff here and there for serious stuff the last few years where i thought he might not ever even play in the nfl again it was that serious then he does this nonsense by the way did you see how much he paid for it i was thinking oh he's pretty this is Antonio Brown, a millionaire. Five hundred dollars. Oh, geez. This is like a kid going back to McLovin. How like a much a kid might pay for like a fake ID. You're Antonio <laughs> Brown. You're no wonder you got caught. Yeah, yeah. You had Jimmy bucks. down the street make you a fake vaccination card, and, and you got caught. Five hundred dollars. What an idiot. Idiot. What That's an, exactly right. What an absolute idiot. All right. Up next, Scotty and I are going to give our favorite value picks for daily fantasy. That is up next on the money ninety seven point one. The fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The Fan. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Scotty Vegas. Let's get into our daily fantasy football value picks for today. Scotty and I are each going to give a value pick. A quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end for daily fantasy Quarterback, I hope I'm wrong here, but I'm going to go Justin Herbert, 6,700 on DraftKings at the Bengals. I Here's the thing. like Bengals have actually have a, a pretty good uh, pass defense, um, not as great against the run, but it, it just seems like a good bargain to me. I figured Herbert would be certainly over 7,000. I just like the value there. 6,700, Justin Herbert at the Bengals today. Yeah, and I'm going to go Carson Wentz. You know, this is a guy who has double-digit rushing yards in five of his last six games, multiple touchdown passes in seven of his last nine. So I like the value, plus the fact that they're playing Houston. I always seem to find uh, a quarterback that's going up against Houston that week. And this <laughs> week, it's Carson Wentz. <laughs> I like that strategy. My running back, another one that just jumped out and makes a, the, the price seemed lower than my much lower than I expected. James Conner, 5,900 at the Bears. Now, the Cardinals are expected to get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. Um, that's very good news for their owners. Maybe not as good news for James Conner, but still, if you're looking for a value pick, 
$5,900 for James Conner at the Bears. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. And James Conner's been playing awesome lately. Uh, I'm going to go Alexander Madison. We talked about it last segment uh, with Cook out. Madison has been a top 12 running back, uh, fantasy running back uh, as a plug and play. So I like him. I think there's going to be decent value. I think he'll get a lot of carries against the Lions today. So I got Madison as my running back. The one that I feel strongly about of these four, my wide receiver, I really like this, Jalen Waddle, 6,400, playing the Giants today in Miami. Now, Daniel Jones isn't playing. I mean, that doesn't really affect Jalen Waddle that much, although it just hurts the Giants overall. But again, I think that's a good value there. Jalen Waddle, 6,400 on DraftKings. And I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. You know, this has been a frustrating uh, Seattle Seahawks offense. But the good thing is you can buy low this week in Daily Fantasy on DK Metcalf. They're going up against the 49ers. Uh, I like Metcalf, and I like Russell Wilson to hopefully get things together here. Please get things together. I have you in all all my fantasy leagues, he's been so frustrating, but I think Metcalf today has a good matchup against the 49ers. At tight end, I think I've used this guy a few times, but I'm going to use him again. Pat Fryermuth against the Ravens, just 4,200. Pat Fryermuth is my uh, daily fantasy value pick at tight end. Yeah, I really like Fryermuth a lot too, uh, going up against the Ravens. So I will, I, I, I actually had him written down. But another one that I like is Logan Thomas. So Logan Thomas with Washington is also good value. By the way, did you see, this is not a surprise, but Schefter reported uh, this morning, or maybe it was late last night, that uh, within the Steeler organization, they know this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last year. He's not going to announce it. He's saying he doesn't want it to be about him these last five games. No surprise at all. I mean, the two guys he's always going to be, you know, thought of, um, kind of bracketed together were the two other quarterbacks from his draft class. Eli Manning, who retired two years ago. Phillip Rivers, who retired after last season. Big Ben kind of figured this was his last year, but I saw that. Um, seems like it's like not official, but pretty much official. Yeah, that was interesting. I saw that come across last night. And you know what? I guess the fact is the you and your Bengals beat him so bad last week <laughs> that now he had time. to yeah now he now he needed to start telling people after <laughs> what the Bengals did to me yeah i got to get out of here yeah Bengals uh, dominated them twice I, it was it was 41 to 10 the last time the Bengals beat them that bad was 1989 same score 41 to 10 unbelievable um yeah that was a crazy weekend last last week and starting with saturday whatever happened last saturday I, I can't remember i just remember it wasn't good and then sunday it was a bizarro world bizarro world jerry all right, NFL fact or fiction time. I'm going to make five statements. We're going to say whether they are fact or fiction. Number one, Scotty Vegas. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to make the playoffs. Fact or fiction? I am going fact. Right now, analytics have the Bengals at a 65% chance to make it. Uh, this AFC playoff race is pretty crazy. Every team has at least four losses except Baltimore. I'm going to say fact. Your Bengals are going to the playoffs. I say fact as well, and I think they can all but lock it in today. Not really lock it in, but if they beat the Chargers and go 8-4, and four, and they'll have a good record in the AFC. I think that puts them in a position where... They'd likely get in at 10 and 7. Um, so, you know, and I think 11 and 6 is obviously a lock. So if you go to 8 and 4 today and you beat another AFC team and, and an AFC team that's, you know, challenging for a wild card berth, um, that would put the Bengals in great position. Number two, the Patriots Bills winner is going to be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs this year. Fact or fiction? I'm excited for this game tomorrow night. I think this is going to be an awesome one. Could be some bad weather, which will make it even more fun. Uh, but I'm going to go fiction. I think I like the Chiefs to win out and probably get that one seed. So I'm going to go fiction. I'll go fiction as well. 
But if I knew ahead of time the Patriots are going to win, which I think even though they're underdogs, I like them as underdogs in this game. I, I, I might go... I might go fact because I like the Patriots a lot, but right now I agree with you. I have the Chiefs winning the AFC and the Patriots as the second best team, so I will go fiction. All right, the Browns, number three. The Browns are going to finish the season with a losing record. Fact or fiction? I am going fact on that, Dave. Ooh. Right now they are six and six. Looking ahead at their schedule, I think they probably go two and three the rest of the way. I just hate this offense right now. I'm going fact. I think they're going to be under 500. I'll go fiction. I think they're going to finish three and two and go nine and eight. I'll go fiction on that one. Number four, if you could have one fantasy player down the stretch for fantasy football this year, it would be Jonathan Taylor, fact or fiction. Yeah, he has just been an absolute beast. I, that's a fact for me. Uh, one thing when I'm looking at fantasy, I look at how these, how these guys have performed over the last four weeks, and Jonathan Taylor has been a monster. So, yeah, that's a fact for me. Give me fact as well. I mean, he's like kind of what, you know, when Derrick Henry went down, and I guess clearly the best running back in fantasy, Jonathan Taylor says, here I am. Um, I'll tell you what, another guy who's really – you know, charging hard right now, uh, no pun intended with who they're playing today, is Joe Mixon. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was looking through those last four weeks, total fantasy points scored. First off, it's uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor, but number two is Joe Mixon of the non-quarterback. So Joe Mixon has been the second best uh, player in fantasy football over the last four weeks when you exclude the quarterbacks. All right, final one here, Scotty. The best Super Bowl value bet right now, is the Los Angeles Rams fact or fiction? I'm going to go fiction. 12 to 1 with that talent. You know, we, we've been saying that we think the Rams are all in for this year. They have all this talent and stuff. And at 12 to 1, that seems like good value if they were able to get in there. Um, to me, there's a team that I'm looking at that's 40 to 1 that I think there's really, really good value Ooh, on. Going yeah. Colts on me? I'm going Colts. I'm going Colts. I love Jonathan Taylor. I know they blew that game against the Bucks last week, but I think if, if the Colts find their way into the AFC playoffs, I think they're a dangerous and a good futures bet. By the way, per Bovada yesterday when I was doing the prep for this, Colts actually 45 to 1. Ooh, so if, you like, if you like them at 40 to 1, you might want to jump on Bovada, my friend. Then they're going to kick you off like all the other sports books you're on because you, you do too, too damn well on all of them. The one that I, I'm going to go fiction because the one that I like the most right now is the Patriots plus 850. I just like what they're doing. They have a really good defense. Mac Jones, game manager, and their coach is pretty good. Yeah, he, he, he's okay. You know, th- th- I guess mentally, here's the problem for me. I remember a few weeks ago looking at the Patriots line and seeing that their futures were, were like 30 to 1 and so that's still fresh in my mind is seeing oh the Patriots were 30 to 1 it's harder for me to take them you said what right now they're 8 to 1 9 to 1 somewhere in there 8 and a half to yeah eight, yeah 8 and a half to 1 so it's hard for me when I think oh I could have had them at 30 now they're down to 8 that's a good point like you feel like you missed out now's not yeah. the time to jump yeah I hear you I hear you all right now this is your favorite team of all of the teams out there any team that plays sports in the world ohio state men's basketball is scotty's favorite team and good time to talk some ohio state basketball coming off the upset of number one duke ohio state 70 71 duke 66 on tuesday the shot was rocking and scotty you point this out this is so true when i heard the line i heard this actually on rothman and ice they were talking i was driving around they were talking about the line there's only a bucket i'm like what and it was, it was Ohio, you know, three point bucket, but a bucket. Ohio State was only a three point dog. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? And Anthony was making the point when there is a weird line, be, be careful. That's the same thing that you said. When there is a weird line, stay away. I, I was thinking Duke was going to cover. 
and looked like they were going to up 15 in the second half. And the Buckeyes showed a lot of toughness, came back, played great defense, and won that game. And you've got to be on cloud nine, my friend. I am. I am. So Anthony and I were actually texting each other throughout that day because Duke was a three-point favorite. And I like to try and guess lines before I look at them. And I had guessed that Duke would have been about an eight or nine-point favorite. So I thought, oh, tons of value. Now, I didn't do it. I went in and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bet against the Buckeyes. (laughs) I am going to go in as full fan full fan mode i don't want to you know hedge my fandom or anything like that i went all in i or I, I didn't place a bet i went all in as a fan and i'm so glad i did it was it was one of the most fun games i've been going in the shop for 20 years now 20 years of season tickets and i will tell you that game against duke the finish against that duke uh ties the matt sylvester shot uh against illinois in thad Mata's first year as my favorite games ever in the shot it was so much fun i ended up i told you dave i ran onto the court i literally was with all the students jumping up and down i actually didn't have a voice (laughs) my voice was gone until about friday afternoon i'm like oh gosh we have on the money on sunday and i'm gonna have this bad voice uh fortunately it came back um but it was it was so much fun so much credit to how ohio state hung in there right that was a game where they did not look good for the first 30 minutes missed free throws turned the ball turned the ball over a lot but they were able to get it together stay close enough and cedric russell came up big down the stretch and obviously ej liddell uh so a lot of fun but here's the thing they have a big game tonight right here on the fan big 10 play starts tonight with penn state you have to win tonight it's on the road it's a place that ohio state has struggled with on the road but this is a big one got to start out the big 10 want to know what a strange big 10 opener yeah, Sunday night at seven thirty. I, right? I, don't, I don't think I remember a Sunday night Big Ten opener. Um, but hey, gives us something to do tonight, it, and the, it kind of works out perfect. You know, the four o'clock games will be ending in the NFL. Still have you know about an hour till the Sunday night game kicks off, and then uh, watch some Buckeye basketball. And, and yeah, Penn State's not good at basketball this year, but you're right. Uh, Bryce Jordan Center has been tough on the Buckeyes over the years, so we'll see what happens. Up next. We're going to take a look at college football action from yesterday, and we're going to give you some news and nuggets about Ohio State football. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. All right, let's get into some news and nuggets about Ohio State football. It's going to be an interesting day. Today, we will meet with Ryan Day over at Ohio State at 3 p.m. His first press conference since the postgame presser uh, in Ann Arbor, which isn't really much of a press conference in those postgame settings. So this is going to be interesting today. Um, you can hear that live here on 97.1 The Fan. Let's start with Quinn Ewers transferring. I'm hearing now from a source, Texas Tech is the most likely scenario there. We were hearing maybe Texas. Now I'm being told by someone I trust very much, look for Ewers to transfer to Texas Tech. Makes sense. Interesting. Very interesting. And I got to tell you, of, of the teams that are, are being brought up, like uh, which are mostly Texas schools, Texas Tech is the one I'd kind of be okay with seeing him go and, and succeed at. Uh, I don't want to see him doing well at, uh, at Texas because that's frustrating to me to see him go succeed at Texas, but Texas Tech, that'd be okay for me. Yeah, and it's a very quarterback-friendly system down there where you throw the ball 80 times a game. Yeah. Um, of course, 
kind of like Ohio State now. We used to make fun of the Big 12. Now Ohio State's become a Big 12 team. That's one thing. All joking aside, you know, let's get into Ohio State with the defensive coordinator stuff. That's going to be, I think, the crux of what Ryan Day has asked about today. Yeah, people are going to ask about the Rose Bowl matchup with Utah. I'm not going to say I couldn't care less about that. I care about the matchup with Utah, but I care a heck of a lot more about what they're going to do with this defensive coordinator position. Scotty, he needs to go outside the program and find himself his new Jeff Halfley. No promoting from within, no this and that. Find a guy that you're going to bring in, and, and you turn the defense over to him. You can't you go out there and say, well, I just run the offense, but I'm going to tell the defensive coordinator you got to do the single high safety. No, no, you bring in the best defensive coordinator you can find, and I know chemistry is important. It can't just be anybody who's not going to fit in well with Ryan Day, but find your new Jeff Halfley. Just like Michigan did with this Mike McDonald guy. Yeah, absolutely. Great example. Now, you're going to be in that press conference at 3 o'clock. I want a little preview. All right. What is your question to Ryan Day? Basically that, you know, what are you going to do about defensive coordinator? Now, he's not going to give us specific names or anything, but, you know, he's really good with the media. You know, I think even if he gives, even if he deflects a little bit, we're going to know, I think, from his answers, and he's going to be asked more than, you know, once about it and in different ways. I think we're going to know, you know, kind of where he's leaning. You know, is he leaning on, on going outside the program? Is there something within the program that um, you know he's thinking about making the permanent DC? Is Kerry Combs still going to be? The, I think there's no chance that's going to happen. He demoted him. There's no, and they got better. Maybe Matt Barnes is going to get the full time gig. I don't think so. If they would have finished the season strong, um, didn't get waxed against Michigan, maybe Matt Barnes. You could say, okay, Matt Barnes going to be the DC. Maybe have Paul Rhodes, who's been helping out as an analyst, a lot of DC experience. Maybe he'd be the co DC, whatever. Um, now I think they have to go outside the program, and, and Coach Day is going to be asked about that. We're a, we're a gambling show. We're a sports gambling show, and so I'm going to ask you this. You know, as as far as this goes, what would you say the over under on number of defensive coaches on Ohio State staff that changes in this off season? I, I'm going to set that number at uh, one and a half. Would you say over or under the number of defensive coaches that that change in this offseason? Over. I'd put the over under at two and a half, um, and then I don't know what I would do. But if it's one and a half, give me the over for sure. Uh, And it doesn't mean it's like for sure going to happen. I just mean if I was betting, I would definitely take the over there. They're at least going to have one, and I bet they'll have two. Um, You know, I mean, what has Al Washington done? They've had three scholarship lines. First of all, the, the, the player development, not good. They had three scholarship linebackers from the start of the season until yesterday transfer. Craig Young being the most recent. Craig Young's now transferring. He's in the portal. Dallas Gant, middle of the year. Kayvon Pope in spectacular fashion, something we've never seen in Ohio State where he just, you know, quit in the middle of the game. Um, that's a problem. When you have, and, and they're already thin at linebacker. And, you know, they've missed out on some recruits there. And they've landed some good recruits. But, like, those guys have been, like, guys from Ohio, like Reed Carrico. You know, and they've got a couple good ones coming in, of course, with Gabe Powers and CJ Hicks, guys from Ohio. I'm just, and they talked Al Washington into staying last year. He he got offered the job at Tennessee as defensive coordinator. Josh Heupel must be like thanking his lucky stars Al Washington didn't take that job. He's struggling as a linebacker coach. He was offered a defensive coordinator job in the SEC. So I won't be surprised if they move on from him. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Well, 
So we one thing we think we do know is we think that the Buckeyes are going to the Rose Bowl to play Utah. Uh, that'll be announced, and that'll be something that Ryan Day talks about at 3 o'clock today. Um, you know, we talk about the, the Big Ten and what's looking ahead for the Big Ten as far as these bowl games. We think Michigan probably gets the two seed today. Uh, most likely going up against Georgia, uh, in, in what will be the, the playoff semifinal. Here's a couple of the other Big Ten matchups that I've seen projected out there. Um, again, these are, these are just projections. We'll know in a couple hours, but, uh, I've seen, uh, the fact that we might see a Tennessee Purdue game in the Music City Bowl, the new era pinstripe, likely a Virginia Tech Purdue matchup. Um, we've seen now the Outback Bowl, either Wisconsin or Minnesota going up against a SEC team like Arkansas or Kentucky uh, and then the Citrus Bowl uh, same thing you're probably looking at Iowa going up against an SEC team Kentucky or Texas A&M so uh, while we're all disappointed we're all disappointed Ohio State's not in the playoffs I do love the bowl games Dave I, I do enjoy watching these games I'm frustrated Ohio State's in the Rose Bowl not in a in a playoff game but I will tell you I am someone I think there's 42 bowl games I will be watching 42 bowl games this year and if you're not going to be in the playoff even though it's you know you can say it's a relic it used to be the granddaddy of them all still if you're not going to be in the playoff being in the Rose Bowl is pretty cool yeah yeah it is up next is the parlay party and you will not want to miss that that is up next on the money right here on the fan this is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Welcome back to On the Money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scott Prokop. We like to call him Scotty Vegas. We have producer Bodie Wells at the controls. If you are just joining us, this is a show about fantasy football and sports gambling. And right now, it is time for the parlay party. Hit it, Bodie. Oh, yeah. This is where we celebrate anything we want to celebrate in the sports world. Hopefully, it's maybe a parlay you hit in gambling. Scotty, we will lead off with you. What are you celebrating today? A few things I'm celebrating. First off, last Sunday, I hit a monster NFL parlay. So that was that was fun. It ended up being the last game that I needed was the Ravens. They came through for me. So that was a nice win for me. Number two, I'm celebrating, of course, Ohio State Hoops beating the number one team in the country and sending Coach K out a loser here in Columbus. Loser. You know, what's funny is Coach K just happens to be 0-2 at the shot. Uh, one beatdown and then one losing as the number one team, which was this week. That was so much fun. I'll tell you, I rushed the court and I immediately regretted it. <laughs> I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm jumping up and down and it's just nothing but students around me. And I got to tell you, a, a lot of stinky, smelly people up against me jumping up and down it was fun but a little stinky uh number two big 10 winning the big 10 acc challenge in basketball i don't know why i always find this uh, a fun thing that they do in college basketball uh where they do the conferences against the other conferences and the big 10 won it eight to six they beat the acc so that was a lot of fun bodie how about you what are you celebrating i'm gonna definitely stay away from college basketball because notre dame is horrendous this year and that bumps me out we're gonna (laughs) talk about things we're celebrating 
So Notre Dame has a new head football coach, which absolutely blows my mind. If you guys would have told me a week ago at this time that Notre Dame would have a new head coach, about 72 hours later, I would have called you crazy. But that's exciting, I guess. Welcome in uh, Marcus Freeman. The Marcus Freeman era begins, and that's pretty exciting. And on Thursday night, the Cowboys got... I'll say a big win. I know the Saints, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback, are pretty terrible. They were also without their two starting tackles and Alvin Kamara, so there was no reason that Dallas shouldn't have won the game, but they kind of needed to win. They had lost three of their last four games, and they were kind of in a little bit of a tricky spot where they were kind of falling back a little bit, so they definitely picked up what I kind of considered a must-win, so that was great. Kind of a wild week in the sports week, especially uh, hit home for me with Notre Dame, but nonetheless, that was kind of a crazy week. Biddle? I am celebrating still the Bengals sweeping the Steelers. After the Steelers dominating the Bengals for so many years, that felt really, really good. And, of course, as Scotty mentioned, Tuesday upsetting number one Duke, Coach K. The way they did it, down 15, looked like they had no chance. And you're thinking, ha-ha, I knew that three-point spread was ridiculous. They should have been, like, nine-point underdogs. No, anytime there's a weird line, stay away from it. And I am also celebrating the fact that Scotty Vegas and I are one and two in my fantasy football league. Yes. Out of 12 guys, we're, we're one and two in the old Dirty Dozen League. So uh, that is what I'm celebrating for sure. Go ahead. And the fact that you and your Bengals are sending Ben to retirement. That's right. <laughs> As it should be. We created Brett Favre, and now we're sending Big Ben into retirement. <laughs> Helped create Big Ben, too. Big Ben's had a pretty good record in the state of Ohio during his career. <laughs> yes, he has. Yes, he has. But you know what? You know, thinking back to that that Bengals game last week and just how huge that was as far as the division, you know, and we're going to look at the division odds and, and percentages and things like that. But the fact that the Bengals were able to destroy the Steelers twice this year, Dave, that's worth the parlay party celebration. Yes, sir. I, I need I need all the air horns for that. I yes. love it. I love it. Air horns are just great. They're so underrated. Are they rated? I don't know. If they are rated, they're underrated. Air horns are fantastic. All right, let's get into the odds to win the AFC North Championship, as Scotty mentioned. Now, the number one team, no surprise, Ravens, minus 175. Number two, the Bengals, 2-1 to one odds to win the AFC North Championship. Browns, 9-1 to one odds. Steelers, all the way to 30-1 to one odds. Hate to see it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, so, you know, looking back at that game last Sunday night, too, with, with the Browns and the Ravens, that was not a pretty football game. The Ravens did not play well. I think there was a, a stretch where Lamar Jackson threw three interceptions on three straight drives at the end of the first half, and the Browns still could not score and put points on the board. It was it was that ugly. So this this thing, like the Ravens right now, would be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. And that feels really weird because when you watch the Ravens play, they haven't been impressive, right? They have not looked great in a lot of games. We saw the Bengals actually destroyed the Ravens in a game, right? So... Um, that, that is confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, so this is, this is a wide open, I think, you know, Bengals looking at the schedule coming up. This one's huge today. I was a little bit surprised that they're a three point favorite over the Chargers. I thought this one might be closer to a pick em. Um, but, uh, yeah, the huge opportunity today at home. And by the way, four of their final six games this season are in Cincinnati. 
Yeah, and this is just being a Bengal fan. I have a lot of trepidation about today's game. Anytime they start to, you know, everybody's like, ooh, the Bengals are going to, I read a story on, on CBS Sports this morning that the Bengals had a guy predicting is going to be, they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Whoa. As soon as this stuff starts to happen, <laughs> things happen like they lose to the Jets. Yes. So, and we'll see. Bengals are favored by three today. Go ahead. Every week you say uh, your favorite psychology is reverse psychology, yes. right? And I love that joke. I use that joke off the air all the time now too. Um, and I love the fact that for the, for the Bengals, when you're feeling down, then they've come through. When you're feeling really high this year, they have struggled. So reverse psychology, they're in trouble today. Yeah, I mean, I got my undergrad in, you know, journalism, but, you know, I have a PhD in reverse psychology. Yes. That's what my master's <laughs> program was, PhD in reverse <laughs> psychology. Let's get into the odds to win the Super Bowl. I, always lo- I love this. So the Bucks still have the number one odds of winning the Super Bowl, five and a half to one. It's, it's wide open. I love this. Number two, tied for number two, the Packers and the Chiefs, seven to one. Number four, Cardinals, eight to one. Tied for fifth, the Bills and the Patriots, eight and a half to one. Tied for seventh, three-way tie for seventh. Ravens, Cowboys, and Rams, 12 to one. Tenth best odds to win the Super Bowl. The Tennessee Titans, 22 to one. Eleventh, a tie between the Bengals and the 49ers, 30 to 1. I say we do Bengals and 49ers again. Both times the Bengals have made the Super Bowl. They played the 49ers. This time we'd win though. No. Um 13, Chargers, 35 to 1. Colts, 45 to 1. And then the Cleveland Browns check in at 15th, 65 to 1. Those are really, if you even can say the Browns have a legit chance, those are really the only 15 teams that have a chance. I know you like the Colts at 45 to 1. I do. I do. You know, I, I think the reason why I do is I just think that this is so wide open uh, this year. Both AFC, NFC. If you were to tell me uh, the Colts and the 49ers were in the Super Bowl, it wouldn't shock me this year. I just think it's so wide open. Now, with all that being said, when you were reading off all these teams and all these odds, the one that I, I'm like, ooh, gosh, I, I, I still like this one as well, is the Chiefs. And and I think you said 7-1 to one with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think there's value in that because looking at their schedule, I think they've got a good chance to win the rest of the games in the regular season, get the number one seed in the playoffs. And look, we know how huge the number one seed is going to be. Number one, you're only, you're the only team getting a bye this year. And number two, the fact that you're getting the home field advantage. And, you know, it's also big in the NFC, too, because if Green Bay, because I think Green Bay has a, a good schedule coming up, if Green Bay can get that number one seed and the the playoffs go through Lambeau, uh, that's an enormous factor when you're trying to figure out which teams to bet as uh, future Super Bowl winners. I just love how wide open it is this year. I imagine I'd have to crunch the numbers and, and go back and look. I imagine it's pretty rare to have 14 teams this late in the season that have at least 45 to one or better odds of winning the Super Bowl. When you look at the Colts at 45 to one, they have the 14th best odds in the league. All right, let's look at Bengals versus Chargers betting preview for today. Chargers in Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Bengals favored by three, as we mentioned. If you want to hit the money line, it's minus 170. Bengals plus 145 for the Chargers. The over under is 49 and a half. That's actually tied for the second highest of the week. The highest is Bucks Falcons. At 50 and a half, Scotty, how would you bet this game? I'm guessing from your comments, maybe if you're looking for a value pick, you're going 
plus 145 chargers on the money line? What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of like the plus three with the chargers more so than the money line. Uh, just if, if the, the Bengals win on a last second field goal, you're pushing. Uh, this is a game to me where, you know, the chargers are a team that throughout the year, I, I look at it and I'm like, how are they not better? Like with the talent that they have with Justin Herbert and quite rookie frankly, head coach, maybe the rookie head coach and the fact that they're not good against the run. And you know what? The Bengals have Joe Mixon, who has been so good lately. That is a tough matchup for the Chargers. So I think it's a game where the Chargers are going to have to score a lot of points to stay in it. Um, and I think they will. I, to me, I would lean probably taking the plus three. I think the Bengals might win the game, but I would probably take the points in this one. Just win, baby. Where's the public money going in this one? What are the Sharps doing as well? Uh, so right now, the public money you're looking at is it's actually on the Bengals. This line actually went up to three and a half at one point, and now it's back down to three. So you're over 50% on both tickets uh, written and on the money on the Bengals. Let's reset some of the top fantasy football stories. Again, teams on the bye. There are four. The Browns, Packers, Titans, Panthers. Get those guys out of your lineup. Debo Samuel out at least one to two games for the 49ers. I mean, he's been having an incredible year. Big loss for fantasy owners. Big loss for the Niners. Brandon Ayuk really needs to step up now. Yeah, absolutely. This is a 49ers team that is playing better right now. We know that Debo is out. And this is a 49ers team that, you know, when we're talking about uh, futures bets, this is a team that's trending in the right direction. The Rams, they've been trending the opposite way. 49ers are looking good. But Debo Samuel owners, make sure you get him out this week. Dalvin Cook out at least two weeks for the Vikings. Could be longer. Shoulder injury. Alexander Madison is the man. He is the man, and he gets a ton, a ton of run with uh, with Cook out. In his two games with Cook being out, he averages 25 carries a game, 112 rushing yards. So hopefully if you have Delvin Cook and he's out, hopefully you handcuffed him with Madison because Madison, great value today. A couple guys that suffered what looked like serious injuries on Thanksgiving might not be as serious as it looked but still they're going to be out for at least one to two weeks that's Darren Waller and DeAndre Swift let's start with Waller he's going to be out with a knee injury Foster Moreau will now start for the Raiders while Waller is out again Waller at least one to two weeks could be longer yeah and that's that's a devastating blow for them we know the number of targets we know that the offense revolves around Waller uh you and I talked about this uh earlier in the show we talked about how uh if you're somebody who streams tight ends this is a good option for you this week I picked him up, and I didn't have Waller. I just needed a tight end, so I picked up Foster Moreau. I had been starting Dan Arnold, which seemed like a good idea for like a week. Then it wasn't a good idea, even when he was healthy. Then it was really a bad idea once he got hurt early in that game last week, and I got like 0.8 points for my tight end, but still won by like less than a tenth uh, of a point, which Scotty was rooting against me, as you should. One, as you should. We're, we're one, one versus two. Yard. One versus two or anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, I, I would have, yeah, you know, half point, you know, you know, anything. Yeah, you're right. One yard. One Amazing. yard, one yard. You, uh, I would have lost. I wasn't playing you, but I would have lost. DeAndre Swift out at least one games, but you know, again, that looks like. And I read a story about this. It, this could be a lot longer than one game. Uh, Jamal Williams is the back you want for the Lions, I, but DeAndre Swift, I, you know, good for the Lions long term. I think it's been so long for them, basically since Barry Sanders. They they've been looking for a running back. They finally have found one. Absolutely, Swift is a star for sure. So he'll be out for a little bit. 
No doubt about it. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins is expected to play for the Cardinals. They've been out for a while. They had a bye last week, so they've been able to rest up. So that's good news for Murray and Hopkins owners. And one more thing here. Antonio Brown suspended three games for a fake vaccination card. This guy, man. How this is only three games, I don't get it. This guy is an idiot. Uh, just a ridiculous situation there. But I do want to throw out to you, Dave, because the, these numbers have actually just come out recently. So now we have new odds to win the college football national championship. Hey, now. Yeah. Yeah. And what did we say Georgia was last week? I think that they were maybe minus 300 last week. Um, plus 300 now? <laughs> well, not, not, not quite that bad, but... Uh, so Georgia and Alabama are now both plus 125 to win the national championship. Michigan comes in at seven to one to win the national championship. And then you can get Tennessee and Luke Fickle, or I'm sorry, Cincinnati and Luke Fickle at 10 to one right now. I would have guessed like, uh, higher than that. I would have too. That's interesting. Interesting. I don't know how anybody could have watched that game yesterday and have, Georgia and Alabama bracketed the same. I know. I right? mean, do you think that was a fluke or do you think Stetson Bennett can win you a, a, a national championship? He, I, there's just no way. And their, and their defense was billed as the college version of the 85 Bears. Yes. And by the way, they still have a very good defense. Let's not get it twisted. Alabama had a great, you know, great game plan. They've got, you know, fantastic players, including Jamison Williams and Bryce Young and others. Um, Listen, I'm not saying Georgia's defense sucks. It's it's a really good defense. It's not the college version of the 85 Bears or whatever the the Ravens defense was. Was that 0102000 right around there? Right. And and plus the fact that, you know, Alabama we think uh, we're not positive. We'll know here in, you know, an hour or two. But we think that Alabama will be the one seed and play Cincinnati. And Georgia, by the way, will have a tough matchup with Michigan. So the value you know, looking at this is probably uh, for Alabama at plus 125 because number one, the fact that they just destroyed Georgia and number two, they've got Cincinnati in the semifinal, whereas Georgia to get to the championship game has to play a Michigan team that's really hot right now. Real quick, what do we think the spread will be for Ohio State, Utah? So, and and we're guessing at this because we don't know who's going to play and who's who's going to sit out this game. Uh, it, it, my initial thought, if if everybody plays, I thought Ohio State maybe minus six, minus seven, maybe you know about that. Look, Utah is really hot right now. They are motivated. They're excited to be in the Rose Bowl. Bowl game betting is all about motivation. So I'm going to say about minus six right now. All right, sounds good. Up next is our Bud Light Picks, where Scotty, Bodie, and I pick all of the NFL games this week straight up. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. The offseason is a myth. Serving you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to feed your sports addiction. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. On The Money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. Scotty, if you would please tell the listeners about our Bud Light Picks contest. How can they sign up? What prizes can they win? And who was our winner last week? Yeah, we had a dominant performance last week from Dan Foltz, who actually got 14 games right last week, which the next closest uh, was 11 games right. So a three-game win for Dan last week. He'll win the nice Bud Light weekly prize, uh, which you can get in on at 971thefan.com. Get your NFL picks in today. We're competing for the season-long prize, which is the Bud Light Ultimate Fan. 
fan cave. Love it. Get on 971thefan.com, 971thefan.com. Sign up for our Bud Light Picks Contest. It is free, and you can win cool prizes. That sounds like a, a good thing. Free, nothing to lose, everything to gain. All right, now Scotty, Bodie, and I are going to go game by game and pick the winners of all of the NFL games today and tomorrow. These are straight up. Scotty and I will give our five favorite bets to make against the spread in the final segment of the show around 1050. All right, guys, let's start with the 1 o'clock games. We'll go around the horn here. Chargers at Bengals. Chargers at Bengals. Who you got, Scotty? I'm going to go Bengals. I said take the points, take the plus three. I think it's going to be a close game, but give me the Bengals to win it. Yep, same here. I've got the Bengals to win as well. Cardinals at Bears. So Cardinals on the road this season, 6-0 and straight up. I think it continues. I think it gets to 7-0. and Give me the Cardinals. Yep, I believe uh, Murray and Hopkins are both supposed to be back today for uh, Arizona, so I will take the Cardinals as well. Yeah, and I have both those guys in our 97.1 The Fan League. Ooh. <laughs> Coincidentally, since they've been out, my team hasn't been doing quite as well, so I'm glad they'll be back. Um, yeah, give me the Cardinals. I'm not sure about the point spread. We'll talk about that later. Cardinals are favored by 7.5. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of rust, but you know, playing outdoors. But you mentioned their road record has been great, but um, we'll see. Um, I might take the Bears to cover, but I'll take the Cardinals straight up. All right, next game, guys. Bucks at Falcons. So Tom Brady is actually nine and zero against the Falcons. This is an easy one. Give me the Bucks. Yep, same here. I hear Tom Brady against the Falcons. I think of only one thing. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> They're never going to live. It's one thing to lose a Super Bowl. That would, the Falcons are never going to live that down. That game was in the bag, it looked like, until it wasn't. Yeah, give me the Bucks in that one. Vikings at Lions. I've got the Vikings on the road. Uh, you know, they're giving seven points. I, I, that's a lot of points, but uh, straight up, I like the Vikings. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota as well. Yeah, give me the Vikings in that one as well. Giants at Dolphins. Uh, I've got uh, I've got the Dolphins. I know Daniel Jones is out for the Giants. I think that's going to be tough for them to overcome. Yeah, I like Miami as well. They've actually been playing a little bit better. I still don't think they're a great team, but almost uh, creeping back to five hundred. There, I'll take Miami. Yeah, and Dolphins favored by six and a half. You know, you're bad when like you don't have Daniel Jones, and then you're like, oh man, now we really don't have a chance. Yeah. It's like, gosh, how bad are you? Very, 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 very bad. But I was wrong about one thing. I remember thinking they should have taken Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne, Daniel Jones might not be good, but he's on a team. I guess Haskins is on. Is he on the practice squad for the yeah. Steelers? I mean, yeah. Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, man, I was wrong about that. I thought the, the Giants should take Haskins. Never saw that coming with Haskins. Give me the Dolphins at home. Eagles at Jets. I'm going to go Eagles. The Jets are awful. Give me the Eagles on the road. I am going to take the Jets. I don't feel great about it, but I think Hurts is out today, if I'm not mistaken. Now, Minshew's not actually a bad Option as a backup quarterback, but I'll take New York. Man, yeah, that, yeah. Give me the Eagles. I mean, that's going to be a terrible game. Give me the Eagles. I think the Eagles are favored by four and a half. Yeah, and if they haven't ruled Hurts out, I'll have to look. Um, he's at least going to be hobbled. I know I benched him, and I have a league where I have Hurts and Cousins. I'm starting Cousins. That was even before, you know, if Hurts has been ruled out, I need to check that. But um, I, I'm starting Cousins over Hurts, even if Hurts plays, because he's got a bum ankle, and, and his big thing is running. All right, Colts at Texans. Uh, I've got the Texans big. Or I'm sorry, I've got the Colts big over the Texans <laughs> right, today. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I mentioned this. I like Hot the Colts. Takes and sausage. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, I, I like the Colts uh, as far as the Super Bowl value at at forty to one. And I think you know a big reason why is they're going to get it together with an easier schedule down the stretch. Yeah, I got the Colts today too. 
Scotty's the ultimate Colts fan this year, isn't he? <laughs> Scott, Scott's not a fan. He's like, whoever's going to make me money is who I'm a fan of. That's right. Yeah, give me the Colts. Give me the Colts at the Texans. All right, four o'clock games. We got four of them. Let's start with the big one. Ravens at Steelers. Can the Steelers save their season with the win today? Maybe there's that little extra motivation, Ben. The word leaking out that he's done this year. Uh, I don't think so. I think the Ravens still win. Yep, same here. This is going to be weird rooting for the Steelers today, but I'll be rooting for the Steelers today, but I don't think they're going to get it done. Give me the Ravens straight up there. All right, Washington at the Raiders. Raiders favored by one and a half. Total coin flip. No feeling one way or the other on this game. So I'm going to go uh, Washington. I totally totally agree with you there, Scotty, except for <laughs> I'm going to take Vegas. No idea. Total coin flip. I'll take the home team, I guess. Yeah. Give me the Raiders just because they're playing at home. Washington has been playing... Well, I don't know if they've been playing. Well, they've been they've been winning some games. <laughs> yeah. They've been playing not as bad as their opponent. Urban Meyer and the Jags at the Rams. Oof. Rams Ugh. struggling lately. Can Urban get them? No, no, he can't. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I think the Rams are on a three-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken, but I think that ends today at home against Jacksonville. Yeah, not a good time to play the Rams. They're better than <laughs> how they've played the last three weeks. They're going to be hungry. They're playing at home, and they're playing against a bad team. Give me the Rams big in that one. Final 4 o'clock game, 49ers at Seahawks. The Seattle offense has been so bad. I think they're going to get it together a little bit today, but I still don't think that's going to be enough to beat the 49ers. Yep, I think San Francisco on the opposite end of the Rams spectrum. They're on a three-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken, so I think they make it four today. Yeah, give me the 49ers as tough as it is to play in Seattle. 12th man, give me the 49ers. All right, Sunday night, Broncos at Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going the Chiefs at home. They're giving nine. Not only do I like them to win, I like them to cover this week. Yeah, Kansas City, kind of ugly through September and October. They've seemed to kind of figure things out a little bit as of late, and I uh, think they win tonight. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I'm frankly surprised the Broncos have as good of a record as they do. Not that they have a great record. What are they, 6-5? and five? Um, Still, I, I didn't think they'd be that good. I like the Chiefs a lot today. Tonight at home, give me the Chiefs. All right, the Monday night game. This will be a great one. At least it's a great matchup on paper. Patriots at Bills. Who you got, Scotty? Can't wait for this one. We could get some bad weather. Give me the Patriots on the road. I'm going to take New England on the road, too. They've been playing really well lately in Buffalo. They're seven and four. They're not like they don't have a bad record or anything, but they they've just been kind of a weird team this year. They'll they'll get beat by bad teams, and the next week they'll blow out a bad team. But I'll take New England in this one. Yeah, I mean New England's underdog. Bills are favored by three. I'm taking the Patriots straight up, though. I'm taking the Patriots straight up, and I think I might have just given away one of my best bets at the end of the show here. On the money is sponsored by Mobile Center, taking care of all your cellular needs. Mobile Center is now part of the five G T Mobile Network. And Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. Joining us now on On the Money is Moneyline Mark. And Mark, I think the last time I talked to you, uh, my words were, I'm about to run on this court. You coming with me? (laughs) Yeah, what a great game against Duke. Great victory for the Buckeyes. Oh, so much fun. And and you and I were were enjoying that from, from basically courtside. So, so much fun. All right. You are the expert when it comes to the underdog in the NFL. What three picks do you have for us this week? All right, Scotty. Super excited today. Um, a lot of good upsets, I think, or potential upsets. But my three favorites are Chargers over the Bengals, uh, Washington football team over the Raiders, and then on Monday night, Pats over the Bills. Ooh, okay. I like those. I like those. I really like 
the Patriots over the Bills. Could be some bad weather Monday night as well. And then today, you've got Bengals losing to the Chargers. I, I'm kind of with you on the Bengals who you know are coming off the high of last week. Chargers coming off a low from last week. I, I, I could absolutely see it. So uh, good picks this week. I like it. Moneyline Mark, we will catch you again next Sunday on On the Money. Thanks, Scotty. Up next is our football quick hitters, which are five important questions about college or pro football that must be answered. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. Keeping you entertained with our vast selection of hot takes and play-by-play for over 25 years. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, The Fan, Ohio sports destination. On The Money, 97.1 The Fan, I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Scotty Vegas and producer Bodie Wells. It is time for our football quick hitters, which are five burning questions about college or pro football. Bodie, the floor is yours. All right, guys, we've done it all season. Today is the day we will find out in about an hour and a half, give or take. Of course, ESPN loves to take their sweet time in uh, revealing the Final Four. They'll give us 5 through 25 right away and then wait forever for the Final Four. But your guys' final uh, predictions for the college football playoff. First of all, we were originally scheduled to do today's show from Indy oh. after, after Ohio State played in the Big Ten Championship game like we did a couple years ago. Last year, because of COVID, we we didn't do it. Um, but two years ago, we were there, did the show. And at the time, we were doing the show from 11 to 1. So we were, we were there thinking, ah, even though they didn't look good against Wisconsin, is Ohio State going to get the number one seed? But they fell from 1 to 2. And LSU got the number one seed. Okay. To me, this is pretty clear cut, guys. I think it's going to be Bama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati in that order. I don't think the committee wants to set up a Georgia-Alabama rematch in the semifinals. Yeah, you can make your argument that Michigan should jump Bama, but here's the thing. Bama was ranked third, and Michigan was ranked second going into yesterday. Bama beat the number one team in the nation, and Michigan beat the number 13 team in the nation. They both dominated. Um, Which win was more impressive? By the committee's own standards, I think beating the number one team in the country is more impressive than beating the number 13 team, so I think the committee will jump Bama over Michigan. Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Absolutely agree. Same order. Uh, the only thing I'll add is I think, you know, probably that Georgia Michigan game will be at, in, in the Orange Bowl. And I think the, uh, Cincinnati Alabama game would probably be in the Cotton Bowl. So same four teams, same order. Unfortunately, I was hoping for more excitement today. Uh, not knowing, you know, if Oklahoma State would have won, that would have made things interesting. But, uh, no, I think that's the four. Yeah, totally agree with you guys. Same order and everything. Question number two: If a team loses its conference championship game, should they be dismissed? Should they be out of the Final Four? No, because I think you can go twelve and zero, lose a close game in the conference championship game, and you're sitting there twelve and one, and you're still better than a lot of teams that uh, maybe are in the mix with you. So I'll say no. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's, there's, it goes year by year, right? We're going to have different situations every single year. Um, you know, in this case, if you're taking just conference champions and you're, you're throwing out, uh, Georgia, then, then you're throwing Baylor in above Georgia, which I, you know, I just don't see or that. Or Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame would never get in because those idiots don't join a conference. Yeah, I uh, I disagree with that part, but I do agree with you guys. I saw some people saying it yesterday because it's like, well, it should be almost like a quarterfinal, I guess, in, in a way. And if you lose, you should be out because you basically lost to a playoff team. But I'm with you guys. I don't think Georgia, I think you should ignore the first 12 games to just then put in teams that only went on a conference championship weekend yesterday. Uh, question number th- uh, three, out of the four 
uh, had new coaches at the bigger schools. So I'm going to count Oklahoma because the Brett Vittables thing seems to be definitely happening at some point here in the next couple of days. So we'll go Venables at Oklahoma, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, Lincoln Riley at USC, or Brian Kelly at LSU. Which has the most success next season? I think Brian Kelly's southern accent is clearly the, <laughs> the answer there. Um, no, I'm going to go Lincoln Riley. I think, especially you go out there to USC, talk about a sleeping giant. Man, all you got to do is keep Southern California kids home, and you're going to win there. And you're playing in the Pac-12, which, breaking news, is not good at football. Um, maybe I should wait till after the Rose Bowl to say that Utah's looking pretty good right now. But I like Lincoln Riley to USC a lot. Yeah, that one to me was the Grand Slam. Right. So Lincoln Riley was, was a grand slam for USC. I, I, I still, you know, I think Brian Kelly to LSU going to be very good. I think Billy Napier to Florida, a really good hire. And really, I think Notre Dame did the right thing and quickly hiring, uh, Marcus Freeman. Um, so out of all those, I, I think the grand slam though is Lincoln Riley. All right, question number four, switching over to the NFL here. Out of the team, we'll start in the AFC with this question, then we'll go to the NFC for the next question. Out of the teams currently in the playoffs, so I'll read through them real quick. You got Baltimore, New England, Tennessee, and Kansas City as the four division winners as of right now. And then the three wildcard teams are Cincinnati, Buffalo, and LA, the Chargers. Which team are you feeling least confident in right now? Man, I'll say the Chargers, but that can change big time here in a few hours. Bengals Chargers have a big game. That could come down to, you know, a, pl- a playoff spot right there. Um, I'll say the Chargers though. Yeah, to me it's the Titans. You know, and and I know they're 8 and 4 and you know, they've they've played well, but they have had so many injuries. I just don't know how they can sustain it. Uh they didn't look good last week in losing the Patriots. So that's the team that I trust the least. All right, switch over to the NFC. Got the four top four teams as uh, the division winners as of right now. Cardinals, Packers, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. And then the three wildcard teams right now are the Rams, 49ers, and the football team, Washington. Washington. Yeah. and I, it, it irritates me that a team with a losing record can even make the playoffs in the NFL. I've said for years, I don't care if you win your division. If you have a losing record, you should not be eligible for the playoffs. What's so hard about that? Yeah, absolutely. Washington out of that list definitely is because I look at the first six and, you know, the first six you named Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, uh, the Rams, uh, I forget who the other team you, you said in there was, but those teams, those five teams, I think all could absolutely come out of the NFC. Washington to me is the one team that just doesn't fit. Good stuff there, Bodie. All right, Scotty, let's get to matters of extreme importance. When are we going to have legalized sports gambling here in the great state of Ohio? Well, I've got good news and bad news on that front. Give me the bad news first. The bad news is the there's a decent chance now, uh, the latest report, that actually when we're going to be able to place a bet might not be until uh, as late as January 1st, 2023. No. Why? Yes, because they're idiots. Because they are so stupid. It's ridiculous. It, so it looks like they have agreed on principles and, and figured things out as far as how they want this to be run. Uh, and that is, there's a good chance that will be released this week. Right. It sounds like there's an agreement. And now it's just going through the process of getting it done. But 
when they release that information, there's a quote out there that said it's going to take a while to get everything up and running. They want everything up and running at the same time. So no one has a head start over somebody else. And so, oh, it might take as long as. So that's kind of the end date. That's that's the date where it's like, OK, this is as late as it gets is is January 1st, uh, 2023, which would be absolutely ridiculous. I'm hoping they come to their senses and it, they could maybe get this done before next football season up and running that is but before next football season but there is movement on this front it looks like there's an agreement in place and we will know more this week this is just mind-numbingly stupid i mean it's unbelievable ohio what what is wrong with these people okay so let's do the checklist of of border states we don't have to go to all the states in the country just states that border ohio that have legalized sports gambling west virginia congrats ohio you're behind the times Compared to West Virginia, Michigan, Indiana, Pennsylvania. The only one is Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Ohio. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that they it looks like they can finally get things worked out and and figured out. And it's still they think it's going to take a year to get it up and running. That is ridiculous. I'm not joking when I say this. I don't, I don't think he would do it, but he did it for name, image, and likeness, and I didn't think he'd do it then either. When they were dragging their feet with the name, image, and likeness stuff, what happened? Governor DeWine stepped in and did an executive order and said, nope, I'm just going to pass this through now. He could do that, and, and he could do it not because he's a, you know, a huge fan of the show, which we know he is, yeah. and he loves sports gambling, which I'm sure DeWine's is dropping like Benjamins here and there <laughs> on games all the time. To do it seriously for the betterment of the state. Why are you letting the dollars leave the state? People are leaving the state to go gamble in other states, or they're gambling illegally online. I'd, you'd, you'd be making more money for the state of Ohio. He should sign an executive order. Do it for the kids. Do it right? for the kids. That's right. <laughs> this for money, education. This money is going to education. <laughs> we need this money. We need it now. Governor DeWine, get it done. Executive order. You did it with name, image, and likeness. Come on. But <laughs> letting our dollars leave the state to neighboring states. It's ridiculous. All right. Up next, it's best bets where Scotty and I will give our five favorite bets to make today against the spread in the NFL. That is up next on the money. 97.1 The Fan. All sports, all the time, and whatever it is Common Man and T-Bone do, we still don't know. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. Final segment of the show here. We appreciate you guys being with us. Right about now, it is time for Best Bets. Hit it, Bodie. Scotty Vegas to fight to the death. It's time for Best Bets. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5GT Mobile Network. This is where Scotty and I give our five favorite bets to make today or tomorrow night in the NFL against the spread. I was 3-2 and two last week. Scotty also played last week. <laughs> Scott, Scotty was one and four. Oh. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're going to bounce back. We were both three and two the previous week. You're going to bounce back this week. Scotty, what are your five best bets for this week? I'm starting with Monday night football, and I'm taking the plus three with the Patriots. I, I like the Patriots on the road. They're playing great right now. They're winning games. They're covering games right now. 
Uh, so give me the Patriots at number one. Uh, second, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Sunday night football, giving nine against the Broncos. Uh, I just love how the Chiefs are, are, are playing right now. So give me the Chiefs. Uh, and then I'm going to take some points. I'm going to take a few underdogs here. I'm going to take the Steelers getting four against the Ravens. I just thought the Ravens last week did not look good. I think the Steelers at home, they're going to play better. Uh, give me the Steelers. Uh, next, I'm going to take... Boy, I'm going to hold my nose when I take this pick. But I'm going to take the Giants at plus six and a half against the Dolphins today. I just think the Dolphins giving six and a half points is, is a little bit too much. And then my fifth one, I am going to go with the team that I have been saying all show how I like their futures bets. I'm going to take the Colts at minus 10 over the Texans. All right. There you have it. I'll say in advance, I'm not really confident about mine this week. But here we go. Number one, <laughs> Bears. Plus seven and a half against the Cardinals. We'll see. Maybe Murray and, and Hopkins will be a little rusty. They haven't played in a while. Bears playing at home. Andy Dalton getting the start again. Bears plus seven and a half is my first best bet. Number two, 49ers minus three at the Seahawks. Seems like dangerous territory to tread when you're you know betting against the Seahawks when they're at home and they're a home underdog. I'm going to do it anyway. Give me the 49ers in that one. I agree with you with the Patriots. I like that the the Patriots at plus three at the Bills feels like a pick'em game to me. I, I get that it's tough to play in Buffalo. Bills Mafia is real. Uh, I just feel like the Patriots are. They've been playing like clearly the better team lately. Not just the better team. They've been clearly the better team. Doesn't mean they will be in this one. Uh, but give me the Patriots plus three. Number four. What do I? What's my favorite psychology? Reverse psychology. That's right. Reverse psychology. Number four. Chargers plus three at the Bengals. Reverse psychology. Number five, give me the Raiders minus one and a half against Washington again. You guys talked about this earlier. It's, it feels like a coin flip game. I don't know. Give me the Raiders just because they're playing at home. And I do kind of like the Raiders defense. So there you go. Those are my five best bets. Scotty, where's your $100 bet going today? So we have updated odds on the college football national championship, right? So the new odds are Alabama plus 125. Georgia plus 125, Michigan 7 to 1, Cincinnati 10 to 1. Those are your new odds. And my $100 is going to go on Alabama because Nick Saban will find a way. First off, I think they beat Cincinnati relatively easily, get to the national championship game, will play Georgia. And look, we just saw what Alabama's offense did to Georgia's great defense. Um, so I'm going to say Alabama. Hundred bucks on them at plus one twenty five. I like it. I like it. All right, now we're going to find out officially today at two thirty. But <laughs> seems pretty much locked in. Ohio State against Utah in the Rose Bowl. What do we think the uh, betting line will be in that game? And so much of it will be based on who's going to play in this game, who's not going to play in this game. And I'm telling you, bowl game betting. <laughs> if it, you know, as far as when you're placing bets on bowl games. It's so much of it is about motivation and who wants to be there and who and who is excited to play in that bowl game. And I know that Utah, first ever Rose Bowl, this is a big deal to them. They're excited to be there. Will the Buckeyes be excited to be there? I hope so. I hope they will be. I hope uh, there's a good chance. I would say if I were to place a, a, a line on this, a guess on the opening line, assuming everybody plays, which is probably a bad assumption, but assuming everybody plays, I think it's about a touchdown. What if you assume Garrett Wilson's not going to play? Then I think it comes down to three or four. And if people are wondering, am I just throwing that out there? 
No, we, as we said earlier in the show, if you missed it, uh, hearing that Garrett Wilson's has probably played his last game for the Buckeyes. Listen, if I'm Garrett Wilson, I'd probably do the same thing. You're, you're locked in as a first round pick. I don't I have no doubt if they're in the playoffs, he would play. It's really a consolation game, but he's the only one I've heard so far. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, I will hear from Ryan Day today at 3 o'clock. I'm excited to hear what he's going to say, uh, specifically about the defense uh, situation, and I know you will be the one asking that question. Yeah, amongst others, I'm sure. Real quick, Ohio State hoops tonight, 730 Buckeyes by five at Penn State. You can hear the game right here on 97.1 The Fan. I thought the Buckeyes might be favored by more than that. Buckeyes only favored by five over the Nittany Lions. Buckeyes playing so many close games this year. I think five makes sense. Well, that is our show for today. We will be with you every Sunday from 9 until 11 a.m. talking fantasy football and sports gambling. For Scotty Vegas and producer Bodie Wells, I am Dave Biddle. Thanks again for making us a part of your Sunday morning. And enjoy the rest of your day. Up next here on The Fan is the football brunch with Chops and Eric Reeser. This has been On The Money, 97.1 The Fan. If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.